0: Hey Pastor Jay, God bless you, man of God. I just want to say thank you for the shout out. I appreciate you listening to my message and and receiving the blessing. And as always, I appreciate what how you were able to kind of help me to expand upon that truth. You know, with what you shared, that's going to be a blessing to many people as they hear it. And uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to get it back together where I'm producing more podcasts again. i have uh, I guess I got a little distracted with, you know, the things, other things that have to be done and all. And as a result, I I just, I just uh, stopped finding the time to be able to get these podcasts out. But I want, you know, I was praying and everything and I really believe the Lord just really uh, helped me to see that that's where I'm supposed to be. And that's where his anointing wants to flow through me the greatest. So I'm going to get back at it and be more consistent. I mean, I didn't say that God said that.
1: No, it's right there in front of you. So what we have to consider is when we start doing stuff that's outside of God and making graven images to represent what God is, his character, any of that, you can't make nothing to represent who God is. And if you're a pastor, you tell your people that, you're wrong. Because you're leading them astray, and God says in Jeremiah 23:1, "Woe to the shepherd who leads my sheep astray!" You can't get to God through a graven image, Jesus. You can't get to Him by the things that are made by man's hands. And we gotta stop telling the people that you are the new dispensation. You don't have to do what the Jews did because the Jews failed miserably. In Romans it tells us what advantage was there to be a Jew? In every way because they had the law and the prophets. And what did Jesus say? I sent you the law, I sent you the prophets and you killed them all day long. I would have gathered you like a mother hen but you would not come because you're too busy practicing a dead religion Versus having a relationship with a living God. Now it's time to get the red bottom shoe and not the red ribbons of our presumptuous sin. So now we get to the good part. The part I've been waiting on. I set the groundwork. I set the groundwork. By now, we should know some things. One, we should know that in the Old Testament, it all started all the way back at where? Cain and Abel Offering God something he didn't ask. Offering God something he didn't ask. And if you listen to what I just said, we need to get the real red bottom shoe and not the ribbon. So many people have contacted me all over the world and say, Pastor Sutton, Pastor Sutton, dr Sutton um my clergy has told me to put something on my door and that will keep the corona death angel away I want y'all to listen closely because this 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 you gonna see it just like you saw the play sight. now you're gonna see some things When I said earlier that you're going to see something that's been in front of you that you've never paid attention to, but now it's time for you to understand. See, there's no point in you being ignorant anymore. It's dangerous to listen to the truth because once you listen to the truth, you'll never be able to say, God, I didn't learn it. I tell people all the time. That's why we walk in truth. We ain't walking tradition. We walk in truth. So, Nancy, let's go to Exodus 10. Now, this is when, now follow me, this is when, the Lord, L-O-R-D capital, Yahweh, was putting down the plagues on Pharaoh because why did he put the plagues down on Pharaoh? Because he
2: wouldn't let them go.
1: Because he wouldn't let them go do what? Go worship. Go worship. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to get the order right. The first plague was the, the, sea, the, uh, the Nile turning red. Yeah. The second one was the flies. The third one was the frogs. The fourth one was the gnats. The fifth one was the darkness. And the sixth one was the hail. Now I might have messed the order up, but I'm, I'm good so far, right? Okay? And the seventh one was the one that I want to talk about tonight. It took me a long time to get here, but I'm here now. <laughs> Amen. All right, Nancy. 101. We're gonna read, we're gonna read all of this. We're gonna pick this apart. This is called reading in context. Okay, context, context, context Before you get an interpretation You must understand what God was saying When he wrote it Okay, 10-1, read Then the Lord said
2: to Moses Stop
1: right there Then the Lord, that's capital L-O-R-D Yahweh Not an angel, the Lord Okay, go ahead
2: Said to Moses, go to Pharaoh For I have hardened his heart And the heart of his servant that I may perform
1: these signs of mine among them. So he said, I hard Pharaoh's heart. And basically what that means, when God says he's in your heart, if your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, who can know it? God doesn't need to harden your heart. He just, he just needs to lift his hand off of you and let you go your natural way. So God doesn't do anything to harden your heart. What God does is let your deceitful, wicked, sinful heart run its course. Okay? Verse 2
2: And that you may tell in the hearing Of your son and of your Grandson how I made A mockery of the Egyptians And how I performed my signs Among them that you may know That I am the Lord Stop
1: Purpose of this Miracle and the miracles that were done Was to show Pharaoh The enemy of God's people That who what it says That you may know that I am the Lord. Stop right there. No other purpose than that. Underline it, put a pen in it. All the miracles for, for one purpose, to let Pharaoh know. And he said, you tell your sons and your grandsons, I am the Lord. It's going to get better. Go ahead, read.
2: Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Mm -hmm. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory.
1: Okay, I forgot about the grasshoppers. Stop right there. Go now, Nancy, I want you to go to 12 and 1. 12 and 1. So the the purpose for the miracles was for the nation of Israel to and Pharaoh oh Pharaoh is a negative on oh, Israel is a positive same place didn't affect them they hadn't done anything yet God just set them apart because he set them apart and it didn't affect them okay so now we have God doing this so that the world will know that he is the Lord he still ain't seen he's still invisible. He's giving instructions to Aaron and Moses, and they doing stuff like laying their stick down. No idols, no nothing. Just a stick. Just a walking stick. Okay? 12 and, 12 and 1. Start there. We will. We, we'll, that's the beginning of the play. Go ahead. 12-1. Now the Lord
2: said to okay, Moses. Okay, stop.
1: Let's clarify. Capital L-O-R-D. Yahweh, the Lord that said, let there be light. Go ahead. Said to
2: Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. This month.
1: Hold on, stop. Let's pick this up at the geography. Where is this done? In the land of Egypt.
2: Egypt.
1: No, in Missouri.
2: No,
1: in Egypt. Egypt. Oh, in East St. Louis? (laughs) In Egypt. Egypt. Oh, in Paris, France. Mm -mm. This was done in Egypt. Egypt. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, specifically, done in Egypt to show Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, (laughs) that he's God. Because he's holding his people hostage. Okay, read two. This
2: month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, there are each one to take a lamb for themselves.
1: Stop. What day of the month? Ten. Ten. No, the fifteenth. Ten. 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 No, when I want to. Okay, but the Lord told me the 10th and I took it on the 7th. Am I not being presumptuous? Yes, you are. So on the 10th month, well, on the 10th day, right? Yes. Okay, on the 10th day. Okay, go back and read that again.
2: On the 10th of this month,
1: on the 10th of this month,
2: they are to one, take a lamb uh-huh. for themselves according to their father's household.
1: So now what he's saying is, take a lamb according to your father's household. Specific, right? Mm -hmm. According to Aunt Ruby? No. No. According to Big Mom? No. No, according to your father's household? Yes. Very specific. We still in red bottom shoes. He tells us what to do, right? Yes. Go ahead.
2: A lamb for each household. Now, if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them.
1: Okay, so what he's saying is, when I'm about to tell you to do, make sure you have enough people in your household to do take care of what I need you to take care of. It can't just be me and you, and we get a lamb, because we can't eat it all. Wow. Wow. So he's saying, go to your neighbor and make sure on the 10th day that you go get this lamb, and you tell them to come on over. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a barbecue. Okay? Read.
2: According to what each man should eat, you are to divide the lamb.
1: What? According to what? What What each man should eat, you shall what?
2: Divide.
1: Divide the lamb. So, what do we have specific going on? The tenth day, go get a lamb. If you ain't got enough people in your house to eat it, go get your neighbor. And then you're going to divide the lamb in a certain type of way. Read.
2: Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year
1: old. So now your lamb has to be not just any old lamb, not Bucky, the spotted lamb. It has to be an unblemished lamb. And how old does it have to be? One year. No, it can be five years old. One
2: year. Because
1: I don't want to give him my year-old lamb because you know what? My five-year-old lamb ain't doing no good, so I go and give him to God, right? <laughs> no. no. Presumptuous. Yeah. You you're taking the red bottom the shoe away and you're giving them paylaps. Mm-hmm. All right, read.
2: You may take it from the sheep or from the goats.
1: Uh-huh, so if you do have a choice, you can take it from the sheep or the goats, but it still got to be how old? One year. And it has to be what? Unblemished. Okay, go ahead.
2: You shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month.
1: So we go get it at day 10, and we got to keep it four more days. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. So if I come in and say... I don't want to keep this thing staying up in my house. I only keep them 13 days. I'm going to do something with them. Presumptuous. If I say, you know what, I'm going to miss the 14th day, I'm going to do it on the 15th day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Presumptuous. God is given specific instructions for who? The Israelites. Yes. Go ahead.
2: Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight.
1: Now we got another specific instruction for that one-year-old golden lamb that's unblemished. You going to kill it when? At twilight. No, early in the morning. No, No, at noon.
2: No,
1: at lunchtime during your break. No, (laughs) at twilight. All right, keep reading.
2: Moreover.
1: Moreover. More importantly, go ahead. They
2: shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts. And on the lentil of the houses in which they eat it.
1: So they should take some of the blood and put it how many doorposts? Two. Two. And on what else? The lintel. But what are they going to do with the lamb? Eat it. They going to eat it. Very specific. Okay. 12, 8. Go ahead.
2: They shall eat the
1: flesh. What they going to do? Eat the flesh. Go ahead.
2: That same night.
1: The same. No, you get to wait till the morning and make some sandwiches for, for lunch. No. <laughs> no, you got to eat it the same night. Do you see how specific God is? Yes. Very. So you see how you can't substitute. Mm.
2: That's
1: my point. It's getting better. Go ahead.
2: Roast it with fire.
1: Hot? No, you get to boil it.
2: <laughs> no.
1: You, need to, you get to fricassee it. You need to get the fried and Crisco. Mm -hmm. No, you have to roast it what?
2: With fire. With
1: fire. No, you can't put it on a George Foreman grill. (laughs) I'm being silly, but I'm being serious because, see, that's the kind of stuff we do. We want to offer God a substitute. Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
2: And they shall eat it with unleavened bread.
1: Oh, now you got to tell me I can't have grandma rolls and biscuits. I got to have unleavened flatbread. So, I gotta roast it and eat it with unleavened bread. Go ahead.
2: And bitter herbs.
1: And bitter herbs.
2: Do not eat any of it raw or boiled at all with water.
1: Do not eat any of it boiled or raw with water. So, that's your prohibition. You gotta roast it, you gotta eat it, and you can't boil it, and it can't touch no water. Go ahead.
2: But rather roast it with fire. Both its head and its legs, along with its entrails.
1: So you got to roast it in a specific kind of way. See, uh, Arsenio, you just can't put them on the grill and turn them. Right, You got to roast it with the what? Head and its legs, the legs and its entrails. Okay, that's how you got to roast it on the fire. Go. And
2: you shall not leave any of it over until morning.
1: So you got to eat all that that night, Arsenio. So you better go get somebody to help you.
2: <laughs>
1: See how, how smart God is? He knows you're going to need some help. He said, if it's just the two of y'all, go get three, four more people and bring them into the house. Now think about this. The house represents the position to where God wants them to eat this meal. Pay attention. The house represents the position. To where God wants to eat this meal. The house represents the position to where God takes them out from the outside and brings them into this house and have them prepare this goat a separate way so they can get the blood. You just can't get the blood and do anything you want to do with it. You gotta prepare the goat the first, the right way first. Read.
2: But whatever is left of it until morning, you shall burn with fire.
1: So he said, Don't call about, don't talk about me keeping over sin, y'all. I know it's good. <laughs> But before morning hit, you burn the rest of that with fire. Very specific. Go. Now
2: you shall eat it. Now you shall eat it in this manner.
1: Now you should eat it in this manner. Not only did he tell you what to cook, how to cook it. Now he's going to tell you how to eat it. Go ahead.
2: With your loins girded.
1: With your loins girded. With your belt pulled up. Your mm-hmm. sandals on your feet. Your sandals on your feet.
2: And your staff in your hands.
1: And your staff in your hand. Now, let's just think logically. He's preparing them to do what? Get out and move. Leave. Uh-huh. Yep. He's preparing them to leave. there. Yeah. He's letting them eat. Think about it. You're getting energy from eating the way he said eat, so you would get ready for this trip. Mm-hmm. All right, read.
2: And you shall eat it in haste.
1: And you should eat it quickly. Yes. Go ahead.
2: It is the Lord's Passover.
1: It is whose Passover? The Lord's. It is L O R D capital. It was Yahweh's Passover. Read.
2: For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night.
1: Stop. Right there. Do y'all see it? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do y'all see it? Did y'all catch it? I bet you didn't catch it, did
2: you? I come.
1: Y'all didn't catch that, did you? Whose Passover is it? The Lord. The Lord. Who's going to go through the, through, the, through, the, through the nation? The Lord. Where's the death angel? There is none. There is, none. is the Lord doing this? Yes. Because yes. the Passover represents the slain lamb that's going to come to save the sins of the world so he wouldn't send a substitute. He wouldn't send a payless to do a red-bottom job. Start at verse uh, 12 again. For I, the great I will, the great I am. You know, you said I, but you say I am and I will. He talking about himself. He ain't talking about one of his generals. He ain't talking about an angel, a created thing. This is something between him, Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's gods. Read. For I will.
2: For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of
1: Egypt, I will execute judgment. Against who? All the gods of Egypt, he will execute judgment. We just read about gods, didn't we? From the young man that created some gods. Mm-hmm. When you start doing stuff based upon your own imagination, you creating gods, and God is a jealous God, and he'll have no God but him. And he's showing you through this historical narrative that he ain't playing with these people who have these false and, and hold on. And the gods in this thing is a little g. Yes. They're no, basically, I'm going to deal with these no gods at all. Yes. I'm going to deal with these no gods at all. I will execute judgment because what? I am Yahweh. Yes. Go 13. The blood shall be a sign for you. What? The blood shall be a what? Sign. The blood shall be a sign for you. Whose blood? Mm-hmm. The lamb that was prepared a certain kind of way.
0: Yeah.
1: So in other words, I just can't go kill a lamb and throw some blood up there. I gotta follow all the procedures to get to the blood, right? right? So the blood from a prepared lamb of a specific way, the red bottom way, is the way the Lord will accept it. He's not gonna accept no substitute. So now he's telling you start over again what it say the, the blood
2: shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live
1: now let me ask you this is it the color of the blood that's the that, that's the power or the obedience of the ones who did the took care and did what God told them to do it's not the redness of the blood it's the, it's the obedience that came to get the blood I'm gonna set some of y'all free tonight yeah this little break out of tooth and fire me up yep come on and, Read. And
2: when I when and when I see the blood.
1: And when I see the blood,
2: I will pass over
1: you. I will pass over you. No, the death angel gonna leave you alone. Oh. No, he said, I Yahweh, he handling this himself. Because that, that lamb that was slain represents the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. And guess what? When Jesus was hanging on the cross and the judgment day came, and he took on your sin and my sin. Who punished him? Yahweh, the Father, not the angels. The angels are a created thing, and they could never atone for your sin. And what God did was provide them an atonement so that He would pass over and not pronounce judgment on Israel. Because Israel wasn't good, but Israel was justified by their obedience. And with the blood, God said, I see your obedience because the blood of the lamb that's prepared a certain way is what I ask you to do and therefore, I will not visit you. It has nothing to do with no plague. You can't compare the corona. See, see, you can't compare the coronavirus to the judgment of God.
0: Because
1: when God says he judges you, he says, My justice is a strange work. When God judges you, there ain't nothing you can put up there that's gonna stop him other than the blood of Jesus. So you can take all that crap that you done put on your door because you did get it on the tenth day. You did, it's not even what it's not even this. So you cheapen. What was being done by God to save Israel So therefore if you cheapen what was done For God to save Israel You cheapen what God has done to save you Must going to set you free tonight From all that religion Amen. Go ahead read And
2: no plague will befall you
1: And nothing will befall you Go ahead
2: To
1: destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt He said when I strike the land of Egypt
2: Go ahead Now This day will be a memorial to you.
1: This day will always be remembered by you. So how can it be that if you put stuff on your your doorpost to to, 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 to do what you think you're doing by this scripture, then you need to do it every year? Because it's supposed to be a memorial to you. But it's not. Presumptuous. Read.
2: And you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. As a Who? As a feast.
1: So when you tie your red ribbon around the door to f- prevent the, the, the death angel that's not coming, you're supposed to be in there eating and having a good time. It's a feast. Mm. God didn't give fast, he gave feast. God wants to celebrate his deliverance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Read.
2: Throughout your generations.
1: Throughout your generations. That means forever. Go ahead.
2: You are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance.
1: As a permanent Amen. ordinance. You don't get to decide you don't want to do it. So if you start doing the red ribbon, you need to do it all the time. But God didn't command you to do that. And your pastor can't conflate the red ribbon or the ornament on your door as to being the blood of the lamb that was slain. He can't do that. That's presumptuous. Read.
2: Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. So hold on. All
1: this was part of that ceremony. Yes. So now you got to eat seven days of unleavened bread after you perform the ceremony of Passover. Go ahead. So now we went from 10 days to 14 days, now 21 days. Go ahead.
2: But on the first day, you shall remove leaven from your house. So
1: now, you ribbon putters, you have to go and remove the leaven from your house. And most of y'all don't even know what leaven is because y'all not Jews. You don't know what leaven is. Guess what you gotta remove out your house first? All them pork. All that pork you gotta remove out your house. You gotta clean every utensil in your house. Every cup you have to clean in a way that you could never imagine. But first, you gotta remove all them snoots and the beers out the house. Because that's leaven. You gotta take that beef out the house that hasn't been prepared by uh by rabbi. That's leaven. You gotta take them loaves of bread out the house because they are not unleavened bread. So if you're gonna do it right, I'm gonna respect what you do. Do it like the Bible say. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: then you claim to be a Jew. And there's no advantage to that for us because the Bible teaches us in the New Testament they couldn't do all the rules themselves. But yet they put a heavy yoke on the people that they wouldn't perform themselves because their heart wasn't right. Okay, go ahead.
2: For whoever eats anything leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel.
1: So in other words, you may get past the, the, the God coming down and destroying the nation, but guess what? If you get caught eating up eating some uh eating some bacon, you will get removed from the Israel. You're gonna be cut off from your homeland, you're gonna be cut off from your relatives. See if you gotta if you're gonna live by the law, you got to live by all of it. You don't get to pick and choose what you want to do, you don't get to be presumptuous. Read
2: on the first day, you should have a holy assembly. Mm -hmm. And another holy assembly on the seventh day No work shall be done on them Except what must be eaten By every person That alone may be prepared by you
1: See More more stuff you gotta do While you're doing this sacrifice Go ahead
2: You shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread For on this very day I brought your host out of the land of Egypt Therefore you shall observe this day Throughout your generations As a permanent ordinance Mm -hmm. And the first month on the 14th day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening.
1: Can you see how much goes into practicing what they practice? Aren't you glad that you don't have to do that? Because you have a once in a lifetime sacrifice in Jesus Christ. Go to verse 21.
2: Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take for yourselves lambs according to your families, and slay the Passover lamb. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood which is in the basin and apply some of the blood that is in the basin to the lintel and the two doorposts.
1: So the only thing we have difference is we have God giving them instructions. Now we have Moses carrying out the instructions, but we have a different, we have an addition. You don't get to put it up there any kind of way. You got to put it up there with what? The
0: hyssop.
1: With some hyssop. So you don't even get to apply the blood with a paintbrush. You got to use a, you gotta use some hyssop. All right, go ahead.
2: And none of you shall go outside the door of this house, of his house, until morning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians.
1: Who's going to pass through? The Lord. No, death angel. The Lord, the Lord. The Lord is going to pass through. They're going to smite who? The
2: Egyptians.
1: The Egyptians. Go ahead.
2: And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you.
1: So the Lord is telling you that when he sees the, 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 the lamb that was prepared his way, that he will pass it over. Jesus was the lamb that was prepared before the foundation of earth for us. Jesus is our Passover. So if Jesus is our Passover, let's go back to what we talked about in the beginning. Is there anything that's made by my hands can be greater than Jesus?
0: Yeah.
1: No. no. Is there anything that is made by my hands or made by man is greater than the Holy Spirit which dwells within me? Yeah. Yeah. So then why would I cheapen what God has done just so I can do something versus believe in something. The power is in what you believe, not in what you do. If you believe you have the power of God within you, then you have the power of God within you. And what did Jesus do to exercise the power? He prayed. He had faith in what the Father had told him that he was going to accomplish by his death, burial, and resurrection. And God is giving all power into Jesus's hands, and He sits on the right hand side of God, having all power, interceding on our behalf. There's nothing between you and God anymore. You're covered by His blood. You have reconciliation, restoration, and justification. Not by what you do, but by what he's done. Amen. So there's nothing you can do ceremonially that will stop anything. And what you what you actually saying is, if I do this thing, then I'm gonna survive. But what about the means of us just gonna keep praying and we survive? Because because the key to this thing is. If you did do it, you survived. If you didn't do it, you died. So what you would say to me is because I didn't do that, which was told to you by your clergy, that I should die. Mm-hmm. Because in this thing, there none. Hold on, if you didn't do it, whether you was Egyptian or a, a Israelite, if you didn't do what God told you to do specifically, you were gonna die. so so let's examine this and let's just chop it up this is what man does go to uh, go to Exodus 25 Uh, when you oh verse 25
2: Mm -hmm. when you enter the land which the Lord will give you as he has promised you shall observe this right and when your children say to you what does this right mean to you you shall say, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord. It's a what? A Passover.
1: Passover sacrifice to the Lord. Jesus is our Passover to the Lord. Go ahead.
2: Who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our homes.
1: All right. Point five, and we almost done. Teaching presumptuous sins of worship shipwreck the faith of sincere saints. Presumptuous sin shipwrecks the faith of sincere saints. Go to 2 Timothy 4 and 2 and it says, preach the word. Now this is Paul talking to Timothy. Okay, he's he's charging Timothy. And he says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience And teaching and teaching that you get tonight. Teaching, you get rebuke, you get all that tonight. For the time, pay attention, for the time is coming when the people will not what endure sound doctrines or teachings, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves. Teachers to suit their own passions. So, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? This is what I mean by that. If you're not going to adhere to sound teaching, and in this latter days, you're going to follow those who teach false doctrines, you're the reason why they teach it because you put them in a position that you're only going to follow them because they tell you what you want to hear. So now they're telling you something presumptuous, and you're fine with that, because guess what? Instead of having faith, I'd rather do something. Instead of trusting Jesus, I'd rather do something to prove that I'm trusting Jesus. And Jesus is not asking you to do that. Jesus says, trust in me. Believe in me. He says, if you come up any other kind of way, you come up like a thief and a robber. He says, the only way you can come to him is get the God is through him I'm the way, the truth, and the life no one can come to the Father except by me and the stuff I got on my doorpost no because the thing that you saw in Exodus is a type and shadow of what Jesus became was the Savior, the Lamb the blood for the whole world and there's no cheap substitute, it's either red bottom or nothing at all go to 2 Timothy uh, freedom, four and four.
2: And, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths.
1: So you turn away from the truth and wander off into fables and into myths. That's where your presumption comes from, your imagination. You start wandering and you say, well, the blood, the blood, the blood, the red blood, he's going to see the red blood. It's not the redness of the blood, it's whose blood is it. See, it ain't the red. It's because it's Jesus' blood. It's not the red. It's because it's the lamb that he said prepared to put the blood. The blood could be green. But it's ordained by God because God said prepare it that way and do what you will with it and do what is necessary with it. So Jesus, regardless of the color of his blood... Yeah, we know blood is red. But it's not the redness that got God's attention. It's the sacrifice. It's the sacrifice. So, you know, we have to make up our mind, you know, what we're going to do in this time. Are we going to trust God and what he said to do? Are we going to start doing things that we want to do by presumption and therefore sin? The faith sometimes will be shipwrecked because of this. You know, go to 1 Timothy 1. uh, Frida, go to 1 Timothy 1.19. Because we need to hold on to what is good. Go ahead.
2: Holding faith and a good conscience.
1: Your conscience got to be clear. Go ahead.
2: By rejecting this.
1: By rejecting what's been taught.
2: Some have made shipwreck of their faith.
1: Some have made shipwreck of their faith. And it goes on to talk about how these two uh so-called followers of Christ start teaching what they want to teach the myths and the fables, and what they do is sh- not only shipwreck their faith, but shipwreck the people who follow them's faith. Go to Matthew 7.13. of uh, uh Nancy. We almost done. Um, uh, Mark, I'm sorry, I read it. Mark 7.13 says, says. Making void the word of God by your traditions that you have handed down. Okay? You make the word of God void by the traditions that you've handed down. And and many such things you do. So it's the traditions of man that we've handed down one to another. That shipwreck our faith. That take us away from what God has told us to do. And, you, and what I'm telling you is in this dispensation, you have no relationship to what God had did with Israel because he has the feast. He so it is finished. So when he lied on the cross, then there's nothing that there's nothing that you can do by by faith in the thing that is made to represent the beauty and the power and the majesty of his blood. He said, I will not leave you fatherless, I'll send you back a comforter and a comforter will lead you to all truth. So if you got the Holy Spirit in you, i view scripture just plainly. I didn't talk all out in the land of the woods. I'm telling you that anything other than Jesus and the Holy Spirit and what was done at the Calvary, that's the only thing that can save you. One thing is meant to do, man is appointed what? Wants to die and then there's the judgment. You didn't pick when to come here and guess what? For real, you can't pick when to leave. So, what we're going through is tragic. But keep your red bottom shoes on. Don't go through no substitutes. Don't bring God no cheap things somebody said do that you think that's gonna fool him. So once you put you put some on your post, that'll be your heart, right? If you got all against your brother, you ain't right. He told you that don't even bring the sacrifice to the altar if your heart ain't right with your brother and sister. You need to be focused on what God has told us to do and quit listening to these pastors trying to control you through manipulation because if I get you to do something that's not in the Bible and say it's godly, i got your mind. Now, I'm not telling you what I what somebody told me. I'm telling you what I've experienced and I'm telling you what, thank God I had a pastor who told me the ins and out of how pastors manipulate the people. Isn't it just like the devil to give yourself a substitute to do? Did God really say do that? Or in this case, you know what? It'd be okay if you give God a second, give God what you want. He ain't going to do nothing. We got to focus on what God has told us to do, saints. We can't get caught up even though it's tragic as it can be. There's not nothing you can do but put on that's external that you're going to do to protect yourself from, from the coronavirus. The best thing you could do is follow what the what the hell people say. Yes. Continue to pray to God. Yes. Continue to pray for each other. Yes. Clean up your heart. You ain't got to worry about the leaven in your house. You don't have to get rid because. If, but if you're gonna do that thing, you're gonna have to do it. And this is the bonus. I actually looked up, and I'll send you guys some of the videos that I have your phone number. I actually looked up the hand washing ceremony of the Jews before they eat bread, and it's something else, buddy. I tell you what, y'all, it is something else to watch what they do. And I know now why if that's that's what they do, just eat bread, I can understand why Jesus said that you were so quick to follow the the traditions of your fathers, and I didn't tell you to do that. It's the way they did it that that, that made it so uh, uh, binding. And what I'm saying to you, anytime you have a practice of the flesh to have the work is to establish a relationship with God, you're being bound to what is old and dead and not the newness of the spirit. Jesus said, "Who well, I set free, I set free indeed. But, but the reason why we keep going back to bondage, because, because what we have is teachers teaching grace and faith and mercy, then the law right beside it, and melding them together, and you don't know what to have faith in, and you don't know what law to practice. Because it's mixed up. It's like, it's like somebody said, it's a mulligan stew. But we just read, what should be done if you're going to do this? But this was specifically to go to war against Pharaoh and to set the Egypt, set the people of Israel free, that they may go worship and go into the promised land. What you're doing as substitute is, is ineffective. It makes the word of God void. So let's pray. Oh, gracious heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless those who have stayed with us on this lesson. Again, I pray that they have listened. Uh, if someone is offended, I did that was not intention. The word was supposed to offend enough. Again, you go back and read it for yourself uh, and see what you think. But again, what I'm challenging you to do is God wants what he wants, the way he wants it. You cannot afford to give him anything other than the red bottom shoes because that's what he wants. And I'm using red bottom shoe as a euphemism to. Giving God what is precious. Don't go to pay less and just give God anything. Because you want to. You've got to give God what he wants. And and what he wanted was Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And that's the blood that is sacred. That's the blood that has power. That's the blood that redeems us, reconciles us, restores us. And it's through repentance that we understand how good God is. So you do have the power to do a whole bunch of things, but don't think that anything that's made by hands can represent the power the majesty and the awesomeness of God. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network. We welcome all listeners to become sponsors of our radio broadcast. When you partner with us, it helps us get the whole word to the whole world. To become a sponsor, all you have to do is go down in the description box and donate on your favorite platform of preference, Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. We want to thank you in advance and continue to support us with your prayers. God
2: is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. I was singing that song this morning after listening to one of your sermons and you're right Pastor James. God is so good. We are so blessed and God is always on time. You make me see things in a way that I've never seen before. Thank you Pastor James and thank you Jesus Christ. Amen.